Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yes? Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you something, folks. Are you ready? Okay. And, and boys, on the mic, we're, this, we're recording this, even though this isn't the show, but we're going to show people the show and the stress. I've been trying to set this studio up for the past hour. And, and all these people, uh, they're, just, they're just looking at me, and I'm huffing and puffing, trying to do You're the sound, sweating. trying to do the video, trying to do... We're not going to even air this anyway, so I don't even air this. Uh, I, I got... Uh, Microphone, come on, Mrs. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ. Do you know what I mean, baby? I don't need okay. a microphone. Uh, okay, baby, now now point it at baby's face. What? Go on. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Is it? Okay. Is it, okay. Okay. What's is it that working? sound? What's that sound? I have no idea. Well, that's you, Hannah. Yeah, but. Okay, like, yeah, but don't, don't, you know what I mean? Don't cable. don't touch, don't touch, touch the cable, it. right? And if you want to move the microphone, just do there. And, and I've got you a special wind popper. <laughs> You can't do it. I bought, I bought, I bought Papa. Hannah a wind popper. Look, folks. Yeah. So and and speak. I swear to God, speak into the fucking microphone. I am. Oh, I will. This is Hannah. I look. can project. I am speaking into the microphone. The mic. That's the microphone. There's your mouth. Yeah, but like it's just I'm projecting it. Oh Christ Almighty! Okay. So it, yeah, I don't need to just go like in the center. I can. You go. sound like Johnny and June Cash. Have you ever heard them fight? Johnny, oh yeah. Oh, do, do they? Is he? Yes. Is he saying? Uh, what's her name June June June. June June speak into the sing into the fucking microphone by the way this is all theatrical uh, when we're when, okay but anyway um, yes okay uh, so so uh, yeah oh look listen to that <laughs> And by the way, that drives me nuts and that's why we're not together the way Hannah sneezes so Polish people when they sneeze they don't go achoo they go abshik Yes. For fuck's sake! That's a natural thing Ab-sheek. to do. And, yeah. and also, uh, my mother, when she sneezes, have I talked about this before? She doesn't go. She goes, huh? <clears throat> well, and my poor, I'm my, not holding that in. Imagine I'm my just... father like having to sit with that for fifty years. And I think that t- you can tell a lot by somebody by how they. Surely that should have set you a good example. 
No, she, that's how she has. It. I'm just saying my mother is very orgasmic. She's very uh, unorgasmic, non-orgasmic. Oh my because, god! Because that's how you can tell a lot by a person and how they are sexually by how they sneeze. So that my mother. So you know what I mean? It's terrible to think about. You, who knows with you? How do you sneeze? Are you saying your mother was a damn squid? Thank you. Bed? And how, how about you? How do you sneeze? Uh, very forcefully. Nice yeah. lads, already right. get up there, fucking yeah. Okay, are you are you ready, uh, Jack? Oh yeah, yeah and, board and ready. So, so mediator Bavine Burn, and that's the introduction. Yes. Okay, and then I'm going to say, okay, here we go, folks. You're ready to go, Crystal. Ready. Crystal Bavine. You're ready to go? Yes, Jack. Born ready. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to And That's Why We're Not Together, starring David McSavage and Hannah Andrews, with special guest Baby Burn, the mediator. Baby Burn. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I think it's episode 20. Oh, congratulations. And uh, obviously joining with me is my two princes, Jack and Daniel. Someday this kingdom will be yours, my princes. Thank you. So um, so I'm very happy to be sitting here with Bavine Byrne. She's kind of like a neighbor. We've bumped into each other over the years and had some good conversations. And I only found, well, I've, I, I found out that you are a counselor, a mediator. Jack asked you earlier how you would, uh, you know, what is your job description? Mediator is, is a good uh, way of saying it. And also I've seen you on, you've done TV, haven't you, Bavine? Well, yeah, I used to be. I, mean, I, I still am, I suppose, once, once always, you know, I could yeah. return at yeah. any time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't. Um, <laughs> freelance uh, journalist and broadcaster. So I did work in television, radio and print in this country for quite a long time, probably too long. And what, what was the what was the t- <laughs> what was the TV show that you worked on in TV3? Uh, in TV, it was a couple of them, but I was an absolute regular on a daytime television show called Midday. Midday Matters with yes. Alan Partridge, <laughs> waking up the partridge. Jack, how does Bavin's uh, how does Bavin's uh, microphone sound? Sounds good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're gonna have to share that microphone, by the way. I know. I'm so sorry, yeah. Bavin. You have to see this. Yeah. <laughs> we already talked about it, so okay. <laughs> but Bavin sounds good, does she? Yes, sounds good. Yeah. Baving, uh, well, that's a first. Uh, Baving, it's uh, and I mean this with the greatest respect, and yeah. you know I have a lot of um, affection for you. <laughs> uh, Baving is an annoying name. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, I think it's okay. just unusual. No, because you never know. You know, when you see it, it's quite a threat. You know, B E I B H L I. There's all these hidden letters that you can't pre- that are silent. But no, that's because it's Irish. Yeah, it's like. Quiva or Kiva. Queef. It sounds like Queefy. Queef. You know, yeah. You know, sorry. Impossible. Sorry, but maybe I've just unlocked the secret there because for years, you know, I've been going around going, I, I have Although, nice can I say you're special. such a nice person. And secretly, people are thinking this. No, you're, so, you're no, but, no, but you know the thing is, <laughs> yeah. you're such a nice person, genuinely, that you've, I like the name now. I've, I just I've made, I've, I, you've seen it, you've seen it, I, I've changed, I've changed my mind. <laughs> you've changed. <laughs> As if anyone gives a shit. But no, because it's, but it's Bevan, no B E V I N. Oh God, no, it isn't. <laughs> see, see, God, no, it isn't. Um, uh, it's Bevan, and yeah. uh, there are Bevans in this world, but I'm not one of them. Yeah, and um, uh, for for our overseas viewers, two of them, Bevan is an Irish, the old Irish word for sweet mouth. 
Or sweet voice, or you know, I suppose yeah. that's a literal translation. I suppose the wider would be like melodious yeah. lady that you could sing. Melodious lady, melodious I love But it is funny when you think Very about poetic. it. Like you know, uh, all these names at some point were made up. People tend not to make up names unless they're really confident or celebrities or something. Like Bob Geldof called his uh, his his daughter's sweet tooth or something. Yeah, Frank, no. Frank, Frank Zappa does a good line. Yeah, that. great, doesn't he? What's I that? Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily, uh, but yeah, Tiger Lily. Yes. Yes. But then when you think about it, a name. And our it, friend called his son Lion. No. Oh, oh yeah, Phil K. Phil K. Yeah. yeah, but 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 Tiger Lily is like in the line of Daisy and stuff, isn't Tiger mm. Lily a type of flower? Yes. So isn't it the same as being called Rose or Daisy or Iris? I, I, I've known a few roses. They're generally quite nice. Do you grow into your name? Like I've met Emers. They're all mental. Emers are mental. Uh, okay, but but also when you think about it, what is a name like? Oh, I'm Brian. I'm John. I'm David. They're just letters, and you know, and what is it, a Brian? No, well, I mean, that, was, that was Shakespeare's question, wasn't it? A rose by any other name. I mean, literally rose. Was he talking about an actual rose? Or, mm. I mean, but that is what he's saying. He's huh? saying we can call this a table, but you know, if something else that looked exactly like a table but wasn't called a table, is it still a oh, table? Oh, yeah, no, that, that's, I mean, a, that's, that's a, a deep philosophical yeah, question, yeah. isn't it? Well, a ta- oh, it's a table. What the yeah. fuck is a table? Sorry it's, about it's, that. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Quick. <laughs> I, I, I find uh, Shakespeare very fucking annoying, mostly because of the type of people that are into Shakespeare and they start quoting them and explain. Listen, you know, that's the thing that I hate about theatre. Like you're f- 40 minutes in, uh, you know, oh, oh, well, you know, people are interpreting. Just say that fucking thing that you're trying to say, Hannah. Does me does my head in about theatre. Yeah, huh? you already were talking okay, about sorry. your haters to. Was I had two haters. Was I in <laughs> Hannah's shot there? Shit, I'm not in Hannah's shot now. We have to figure this out. You just have to start moving. Bavin, um So, like, you can uh, call me something else if you find it that annoying. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, no. For you, I will no, make no, an no, 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 not at all. <laughs> but, um, like, the very uh, point of this part, and that's why we're not together. It was kind of an ironic thing, you know, because me and Hannah are not together. But we did go to counselling, didn't we? Yes, and uh, it was uh, a Catholic service. And I must say that um, the woman who gives us counselling, she was working a lot. She was like sitting with us and at the end of the session, she had like cheeks red and she was almost like you could see the steam coming out of her head because because it's very David was you know you were a very difficult case in a way you were so resent you know um not resent you just did not want to participate but you did go along just you know how long did you go for many sessions I think we went for four sessions but it did help us to communicate what was the service the catholic service um, Accord. Accord. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yes. Accord. Yes, yeah. 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 yeah and the, uh, we, this poor woman, she was really, uh, she was actively really listening and focusing. Yeah. 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 And it, it was quite amazing because she didn't like ask a lot of questions. But when she did, she really uh, listened to us. So yeah. that was quite. So we call that active or empathetic listening. Yes. Yeah, so uh, basically the skill. Yeah, so she created a space where I could talk and you didn't interrupt me. 
and then you could say something and which is I which is very because uh, i'm i'm very into mansplaining yeah know, no you know it, but like you know like mansplaining isn't it what's mansplaining so like you know this is mansplaining would be you see the <laughs> assuming that you're thick as shit and and i'm like no this is and a then book. you're right yeah and then what you, yeah what sorry do you what do you understand by bathing by mansplaining well it's where a man basically talks down so to i'll tell you what she's he, trying he's, she's he's trying to say. <laughs> he's about to do it right now yeah no i mean it, it it i always think this is it's not actually this but i always get the visual with it you know mm. of a man sitting on a chair with his legs completely spread open while he kind of chats to you really comfortably it's that it's a it it has that connotation you know of mm. men's kind of uh certainty and assurance of you know being able to be right about everything they know more than you as a woman so you could be you know have a phd in assembling rockets but another man whether he assembled rockets or not will mm. tell you all about assembling rockets as though you knew nothing so that's mansplaining okay well i that's so true it's true see i'm mansplaining now because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying yeah that's the you're other thing repeating repeating thing. what she said but you know thinking but that's in a way like, but better but better it's no, better you see when well, you repeat well, but it. i'll tell you i'll tell you though in the 70s when i was growing up and the 70s and the 80s it was really like full-on like uh, I was always surprised. Uh, this is this reveals um, how men viewed women, but women viewed themselves, I guess, uh, because like um, you know the leaving cert or the intercert, guys would come out of the exam. I did great, yeah, great, and they get all C's, and to, to them that would be great. And then young girls would come out. Oh, I did terrible, and they'd get B's and A's, A's and B's. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? So even guys who were thick, they would get jobs that women who women who would be way more qualified wouldn't get jobs. So it's kind of very fucking sad the whole thing, anyway. But it's cultural conditioning. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'll go, I mean, not to. I think there probably are as well a controversial opinion mm. biological differences between mm. men and women as well. But there is a lot of obviously cultural conditioning in that particular thing that you know. The man just has this assumption that he's right, mm. he's intelligent, and mm. he's um, also allowed to say whatever he wants. Yeah. And women just don't have that same sense. And there's a lot, obviously a lot of reasons for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when you and when you're in it and you can't see it, you know, um, you know. But I think some of it's to do with the women's actual intelligence because we're so smart that we <clears throat> we start looking at this guy doing this and we realize he's doing it and we say there's no point here this guy is so stupid i mean not to be you know judgmental. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah oh, maybe women can think, play the game no, he's so and well, they they can play a little play themselves no, down so they can get and do you are you, do you well, that's want. a different kind of woman i think that's a yeah. manipulative victim player i think that's a totally different set mm. of person you know thing we're talking about there i think in general though about this other thing with mansplaining and their men's natural sense of entitlement that they have whether or not as you said they're thick or not <laughs> just to put plain vernacular words on it um is you know that that that's where that, you know women have a different type of intelligence men aren't aware mm -hmm. of the woman is looking at him going this guy's totally so so unself-aware there's no point dealing <laughs> with him and they just stay quiet. So it's not that women are maybe letting them get away with it. It's just we realize it's a waste of our time. And so at the moment in society, uh, there's there's a sort of shifting of the power balance. balance. And so 
you know, we're trying to find this new well, version. Well, suppo- supposedly. Again, I think that's all quite manufactured as well. But, but well, what, what, how do you mean? Well, I just think that people are now doing <laughs> as well. They're now acting out what where the message is coming from somewhere else. I, I, I don't really see people thinking about this for themselves a lot. Mm. I think there's just a... Cult, a cultural, fashionable. Oh, we're all even now, aren't we? We're all asserting ourselves. But uh, well, I guess people. That's what people wish for, uh, or they say they do. That yeah. we want equality. So there isn't that power imbalance, and there isn't that sense of entitlement with men and uh, women having no confidence with themselves and can't see themselves in areas that men automatically see themselves in. So are we at a place now where? People agree that that's what we want, but we're just we're not sure how to achieve it or or have we achieved it or 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 well, in think, certain places we have. Or, well, I think we're just confused. Yeah, I'm I, very fucking confused. Yeah, I certainly am. <laughs> I think like, it has a great impact on, um, you know, on everyday life. I'm not even talking about a workplace, but as people having a relationship as a man and a woman and it's almost like a half man half woman they have to meet each other and they confuse what kind of a role they want to play well well that's role so they're trying to invent a new role so they would say and it is true everything's a social construction socially constructed roles socially constructed roles you know that the man you know does this and the woman does that and she whatever but now they're trying to find out they're trying to create new roles, are they? Or they they don't want to do any roles. Well, they've new sexes now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if new if, ge- new, if you, new genders, new genders. Yeah. If you go along with that, again, yeah. very controversial to even put the word "if" in there. But I really do think that, it, seen as we're talking about biodiversity mm. these days and inclusion, if you really believe that, then you've got to acknowledge that some people are having a problem with it, you know, and not just say, no, you're not allowed to say that. Well, it so, does. It does make sense that if you you're know, saying that it, if, mm. if before gender roles were socially constructed, so they're saying, well, we, we just want to create different genders. That's yeah. all they're saying. Yeah. But it's uh, you know good luck with that. But I think it's it's uh, well, you can if there's, you want. I mean, there's you a fun, I, I, you want. I imagine it's quite it's a lot of fun as well. Yeah, you, you know, fun like meaning. But there aren't. Why aren't there fifty-seven-year-olds doing new genders? Um, maybe they are. I'm not sure. Few. Really. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they started the process long some time ago, and then now they can actually do it. Just I don't, on the whole. I don't. I don't think. I think. I think. What I think. Obviously, it's it. Obviously, it's a growing cultural thing, mm. as opposed to mm. there's an equal number of, let's say, our age group out there changing gender. Probably not. You know, it does seem yeah. to be. So that's where my you, my gender is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, after a certain age, you're no gender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're thing one you and acquire, thing two. <laughs> or you can acquire a new gender when you're gen- when you finish with your own gender, so you can become somebody else. Well, you do anyway. Like in my case, I'm a woman. You are too. So we turn into this blue rinse thing, right? We're just oh, gender yeah. thing, old lady thing. Oh. <laughs> well, well, uh, Jack, you know <clears throat> what, what? What is a gender? Uh, like what? What name another gender? What gender am I? Uh, I believe you're a man, but I don't want to. I don't want to assume that. That's not my gender, though. Huh? Is it male? Is it? Oh, I'm cis male. Well, well, for me, gender is a grammatical. Uh, okay. 
use name a new name a new gender. I mean, oh, um, uh, non-binary. Yes. Okay. There's some. Did they say like Z or something? Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what has me very confused. Like Jack's been very diplomatic and polite there for his generation. For me, gender is a grammatical thing. I mean, I just grew up. Gender was sex. Yes. And there was a sex happening between men and men, women and women, men and women. Some people did everyone and everything and anything <laughs> men and women and like it wasn't a really big father deal father O'Sullivan my, yeah but it wasn't my big deal for my generation yeah, yeah. but no. now I, I'd be labelled something some name for being not yeah. saying it was gr- a, gr- a matter of grammar like I, I, bl- me, I blame Harry Styles oh Anyway, no, I no. can't believe. Sorry, I have to say this. Okay, I have to say I don't, I know nothing really about Harry Styles around that stuff. I'm really am very much an old fuddy duddy that way. But I saw on Twitter the slain hashtag trending, and we were actually mm. chatting about this. And so I go, oh God, slain. That's, that's still on the go. And I click into it to say, well, who's the big rock and roll headliners of slain this year? And it's Harry Styles. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. Like I, I don't know if I felt kind of shell shocked or deflated or just confused again i think well yeah yeah again confused. yeah but again that's um a cultural thing a generational thing in the same way that i would look at daniel o'donnell and he has this incredible uh, effect on a certain swathe of the population like older postmenopausal women they just see him as the little boy all brushed up after his bath, day before his <laughs> communion. And then there's a vaguely kind of iconic sexual dildo sort of look about. I don't know. He's he's an is he or isn't he who gives a shit. Anyway, so but but I like watching it. And that's the same way I look at Harry Styles. To me, he's like a children's television presenter for uh, an a- adult for adults. He, he presents himself in a very low stimulating, like it's all, all very soft edges. He's a non-threatening he's, he's man. He's very non-threatening. He's, he's a very children's man. children's TV yeah, presenter. Yeah. Um, you know, like Philip Schofield <laughs> used to be. And uh, Philip Schofield turns out it's probably not a non-threatening male. Probably not. Used to be. I said, well, yeah, yeah, but presented. <laughs> should I say he presented yeah. himself? Yes. And then if you looked at his backing band, they're all wearing these like uh, jumpsuits, and it's all kind of slightly postmodern. We are, but we're there. But we're, you know, fuck off. And um, but I think uh, you know, possibly if you're if you're presenting this version. You know, it's very odd. And what are you actually compensating for? So, you know, potentially, I'm just saying Harry Styles is evil. Oh, ooh, I like that. Okay, Let's so what were you saying that Harry Styles is not a man? No, he's very feminine. No, oh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. In other words, he looks like he's, you know, he's playing dress up on behalf of... He's tapped yes. into a, a, a kind of a thing that just women... He, He's catnip to a certain group of women in the same way Daniel O'Donnell is yeah, catnip to presumably girls, not really women, or girls, or whatever. But then young. again, I love I mean, those. I love those girls, and I love to see them having a good time. So you don't want to criticize their leader, Harry Styles, too much. But I'm just saying, as a 57 year old fucking piece of shit, I'm looking at him, and I can see the component parts sort of stitch on and added on. I mean, like you were saying. When guys were androgynous, you know, there was a, there was more of an edge to it and a danger to it. Like, but, yeah, you know, when the, I was younger, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I like 
a man in a cape with eyeliner and yeah, yeah. probably my favorite kind of guy. And yeah. uh, but the the one you know the people I grew up doing that were doing it with a bit exactly a bit of a, it was a bit more authentic. It was mm. just a bit more yes. edge. It was just really part of where they were going and and doing. It wasn't such a put on. So you know I had a saw this thing with Harry Styles heading slave. First of all, I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? I mean, like heading a venue like that. But obviously, you know, as you say, he's got his fans and no. Nothing, of course, there's girls who need something to latch on to and yeah. admire. And this is what they're being presented with. But he's really, it seems to me that there's such, a, I feel kind of sorry, am I allowed to say that, for this young generation. I don't think they're having a good, as good a time as we had. And I think what they really want is the permission to dress up in feather boas and sequins when we just did it anyway. And yes. they need Harry Styles to wear that sequence jacket well for they're them. all yeah but they're all wearing like they, they, they all dress like that don't they when they go to see Harry Styles they but only yeah, when yeah, they go yeah. to see him you see oh. only when they go and they need him to do it for oh, them yeah. to have the permission yeah whereas mm. we just went out and, you know but I'm always mindful yeah. uh, baby anyway. I'm always mindful um, of any criticism of younger generation I mean you know you go back 2,000 years and you can see yeah no it's uh, not no I'm not criticising mm. them it's not even their it's fault like observation. I think they live I think they live in a, quite a boring controlled world now and oh, I yeah. think this is what's being yes. presented to yes. them and therefore that's their yeah. outlet for it and yeah. you know, which is just a bit sad for them I, yeah. I, I, I mean I totally get why they do it why they're screaming at them and turning up in their mm. sequence and feather bows but I think it's that they need the permission to do that whereas you look back years ago are they afraid to do it otherwise they're afraid to do it there's otherwise. a lot exactly. of fear yeah. Yeah, like, young like in other words to be ostracized cancelled yeah. and they that's why they not as adventurous and brave and bold okay. as we were because yeah. maybe we weren't scrutinized like you know so much well i think the world was in fact slightly still more open a slightly less controlled place than we live mm. in now more analog yeah, more less digital yeah. but you know more, but, but, more but david you, you bowie less harry Styles. you know you, you know, know um, yeah bowie <laughs> bowie was like you know yeah. it was much more the but when i when like i look harry at harry Styles, Styles, and that's where I, the gender thing meant yeah. nothing to our generation we didn't have to think about it but he Sorry was still then. a man but bowie was still a man like harry Styles is not a man to me and i have a harry problem. styles has a penis now listen okay i have Hannah, a problem the problem is I'm, he doesn't I'm look meeting, like he has one i'm meeting men who are so confused older but this this sort of whole thing that men and women are equal that they've forgotten how to be a man you know but is that even them being equal i think that's just a kind of virtue signaling i don't yeah I don't but think like, they don't they don't you know they expected a woman to look after them they expect to be taken out to things the men do yeah Gotcha. So okay, I'm can just I just like, I mean, the women bring. aren't earning any money. Well, you either. see, well, but but let's. But anyone. my point is, they're giving it a go. This generation, if that's what they want to do, they're they're trying to break free of the socially constructed narrative attached to roles traditionally assigned to uh, biological men, biological women, whatever. So, so they're trying to now. They're trying to trying no. They're to trying. To, they're putting it up into a frying pan. They're switching it up. Okay, you take me out. You pay for me. I'm going to wear a dress. I'm going to. You know, we're fucking things up. We don't know where we're going. But I guess as, as older people, I know what I'm saying as <laughs> as older guys, as an older person, you look at it uh, maybe and you're going, oh, fuck's sake. But I mean, if I was doing that, you know, it is boring. You want to break away. I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of Ireland. Can I just say, right. Are you but, still here? Yeah, now because I've, I've lost hope. But my point is, right, <laughs> here, here's the thing, right? Right. You look at Harry Styles, right? You look at you look at like Harry Styles. He's OK. 
not a bad guy, he's a good yeah. actor, right? How the, but, but what blows me away is that this huge, like he sells out fucking Wembley and slaying like hundreds like of thousands Beatles. of... And then you're looking at these young girls and, and you look at him and you're just going, what the fuck? It was the same way if you told me a few years ago, Garth Brooks sold out one night in Vicar Street. I go, really? It did he? I, go, I, I didn't know he was that popular. And then you tell me, he sold out five nights in Croke Park. Fuck me. All these zombies dead, buried, under the ground, come back to life and, and sort of march up to fucking Dublin to see this sh- shithead who, I, I can't stand him. Fucking, what's his name? Garth Brooks. He's like an off-duty guard and he thinks he's so... Have you ever seen his press conferences? The creepiest oh, yeah, bastard yeah, yeah. you'll ever see. Right. Uh, and, and so, you know, then you have Daniel O'Donnell who I do like looking at though he's a bit of an artist I love his dance so you have uh, you your know, own obsession the way Daniel and then so then you're looking then I'm looking at uh, Harry Styles you know sugar baby watermelon I'm gonna go down on your you know which is a metaphor for vagina let's be honest which is fine you know so all these women are but thinking I about their I can't imagine him going down on a vagina <laughs> yeah you see I'm kind of with <laughs> Hannah on this I, I, I just find just him so asinine that oh there, you would yeah. love him to asinine there is <laughs> you would love him to ass your nine you would so love that <laughs> I don't think that's what the 14 year olds are thinking but he's not as oh, nine and, do you and think do you think well 14 year olds would be having uh, burgeoning fantasies about yeah, uh, because, he's, because he's non-threatening. Because yeah. he's essentially, and I, and it's not in a really good way that yeah. the people we grew up in, who were kind of, you know, being a bit edgy. Um, it's just, it's so, like the fact he sells out Wembley and Slane just shows that there's an industry in control who say, it's going to be this guy now, yeah. not because he's a real artist. And they put him in sequence and feather boas going, that worked in the 70s, let's dress him Well, up. I think he's... he's cho- um, I, I think just think you can see the cynicism. He's manufactured. I don't, I don't think he's manufactured. Yeah, I think I Harry Styles is into that style because he's he's of his generation and he's of his, you know, so he wants to dress like that. Some, <laughs> some people uh, criticize people like, you know, there's a few artists like Harry Styles who are uh, straight, I think he is, but he gets criticism because he's uh, appropriating the culture of, oh. uh, you know, so... There's well, I mean, that. That's, Where, can I just say know. that? Yeah, I, I know what, exactly where you're coming from with that. But that's unfair because as artists, we have to use influences, try a bit of that, put a bit of a feather bow. You know, if you're a young dude, you're messing around, you know, fuck off, you know, appropriating. Like, I mean, Elvis appropriated fucking black music. Well, I think we're all, I mean, artists are, they're looking for a uniqueness or an authenticity. That's hard to find because everything's been pretty much... Done. done done before so like yeah but you're definitely not going to find it if you're just doing what your record company tell you yeah i know you but, know what i mean i but, mean you got to but that's sometimes the game you have to play if you sell out you know so daniel what do you think about harry styles uh yeah he's fine i don't mind do you him. like <laughs> i don't mind him like he can do whatever he wants i know that you don't <laughs> mind i don't mind him either but is he your cup of tea would you go to i his wouldn't concert? necessarily listen to his music no no okay so there's kind of two things there it's like we've gone we now live in this time where we use all this language like culture cultural appropriation is what they simply used to call years ago in showbiz your gimmick you gotta have a gimmick okay well, <laughs> well right? you know cultural appropriation it's just your gimmick well well then, I, I i do think though there is that racist re- resonance to that because if you think of all those great blues singers howlin wolf uh, you know or ray charles or whatever these were hugely talented equally mm. more talented than um or fucking little richard i mean we were going back to the early late 50s and these and these but because they were i mean they were they got to a certain level of fame but not and the, you know but because but that, they were black they weren't accepted 
But you know, yeah, but that's because they were in fact living in a segregated yes. um, imperial yeah. empire. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and and in fact they were extremely grateful indeed to people like the Rolling Stones and Elvises and stuff who took their music and said this music is to be honored and okay it was a shame it had to be yeah. white boys <laughs> to do it but they weren't they weren't stealing it they were they were just trying emulating. to hon- emulating mm. it yeah. out of homage you yeah, know? they yeah. were honoring yeah. it um and those previous unbelievable artists all, all all those people that you're 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 mentioning there's millions more but they would not have ever in the 20s, 30s, 40s, mm. 50s, ever been huge stars because because of, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. the, those times. So that's kind of slightly different. You can't kind of compare it to now where people are pointing the finger at people for simply like getting a gimmick. You know, you got well, to Well, I would gimmick. say, can I just say, in, <laughs> you know? in terms of cultural appropriation, if you want to get fucking real about it, a lot of comedians, right, they walk on stage and they give the impression that they're very unprepared, right? And they're trying to like walk around on stage as if the ideas are just popping into their head, right? That's bullshit, right? Number one, because uh, they they work very hard. They're, they're alphas and they're very determined, hardworking, and they have careers and goals. I am, though, when I walk on stage, quite unprepared. Yeah, right. Yeah, we- <laughs> right. And, uh, and they appropriate my style and uh, I've had enough of it. Okay. And and and, uh, you know, like if those comedians who are very successful, the Tommy Tiernans or whatever, if you walked on stage, Tommy, as unprepared as me, you wouldn't be doing that well. Yeah. All your own issues come up in a relationship. Yeah. And I think, you know, I I listen recently a lot of this guy, John Gray, who does uh, men are from Mars and and women are from Venus. He wrote this men are from Mars and women have penis beyond (laughs) Mars and Venus. And what he says, which I really agree, especially for people over a certain age, like over 50, you know, you shouldn't be looking for someone to complete you. you. You just you should look for someone who make you feel happier. You know, you should complete yourself. What happens if you meet loads of people and none of them make you feel happier? You never well, feel happier. I mean, happier, you know, like you share your own happiness. You know, you're happy with yourself. But you're right. You know? You're right, baby. Like, if you're not happy, you can't meet someone to make you happier. It's not going to work. Yeah. But a little bit better, but, maybe. But I think a lot of yeah. people are fundamentally quite unhappy quite a lot of the time. Uh, a lot of people aren't, too. I'm yeah. not saying when I say something doesn't mean I don't believe the mm-hmm. other thing. But a lot of people are. A lot of people don't even know themselves. And so they go into relationships or a relationship or maybe there's two in their lives, whatever it is. And they come up essentially against themselves every time. Like they are maybe fundamentally unable to have any type of fulfillment and they might be looking for someone to complete them but they don't ever feel happier with someone else because normally when we are in a relationship in fact it's adding to our responsibilities it's adding to our I've now got someone else to think about Mm. I've got to do other things here other than myself and I think a lot of people are faced with their own um shortcomings in a relationship that they find very hard to look at when you're uh when you're in can can I just just about this you know like that's true that you know the people we meet the reflection of us like like a mirror so if the people want to just uh, have a relationship but they usually people looking for a relationship to relationship make them happy isn't it you know, they, they but that's, want, essentially, they? that's essentially a selfish reason. If you think yeah. about it, right, to go into a relationship, I want to be happy. 
and I'm yeah, looking and for the, somebody else. This relationship yes, is going to do that for yes, me. Yes, Anna, yes. Anna, and you have expectations. And as we all know, expectations are future resentments. Yes, but Where that's what I'm so, saying. So, so are, are, are you meant to go in like a charity worker kind of going in? Oh, I, no. I, I don't really like this person, but I'm going to make that person happy. <laughs> well, that's a great lesson. Ooh, I like that. That's a good but point. I, I would say, <laughs> wouldn't you want to go to a relationship to share some fun time? No? See, Hannah has all these crazy... But do uh, you need a relationship just to fun with people? Like, I met David no. on the street mm. a couple of... Whenever we last met, and I have great fun with him anytime I talk to him. Yeah, do yeah. I need yeah, to but like, a relationship with But you know why? Him to you you just got friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> but you can no. have... But then it's also intimacy. So you don't want to just meet randomly people and be intimate with them. Yeah, but that's right, Anna. Fun. If you go in with all these prerequisites and preconditions, you know, I want this, I want that. that that's right, because you... Hannah... Why. You want oh. you want to be treated like a queen. You want to be like this. Prince. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you're fucked. But I think all. But I do. I do. I treat yeah. you like a, I treat you like a queen, don't yes. I? I do yes. look after you because yes. I know what you want. Yes. But uh, but it's it's a not <laughs> making the boys awkward. It's non-sexual. No, but like you know. So what did you guys see in each other? Because it's interesting, the mirror of the relationship. And I know you're not together now, but what did you see in each other when you first met then? Well, I thought Hannah was gorgeous when I which, was. Which I thought is. Anna is gorgeous. Uh, no, I she saw. She is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. No, she, yeah. no, she. The uh, time has not been kind. <laughs> <laughs> time is not kind to no, anyone. No, no, I'm being, a, I'm being a total. You know the way they, 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 they you know, some old granny, you ready about, you look gorgeous. She's fucked. <laughs> Gravity has ravaged her. <laughs> you look, you're it's a coming ba- for all It's coming for all of us. I'm telling you. It's coming for all of us. No, no. But you two girls now, you're lovely young girls. <laughs> I'm not a lovely girl. I'm you anything are. but no, I'm not a lovely girl. Trust me. <laughs> you know, that's the Are Irish. you a bad girl? <laughs> Do you oh, like but, a But baby good. likes to be a bad girl. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. she's yeah, yeah. outside. She, yeah, she definitely. She's all fa- a, I'm fairy a, outside. I'm a, I'm a good inside. girl gone bad. No, I'm not really. I'm none of those things. I mean, they're all right. They're all labels. We're all, we're just all unique human no, but beings, you're aren't good, we? Yeah, but uh, you're a good person. A, she needs a good I think spanking. I sense that you're a good... <laughs> no, but I sense you're a good person. <laughs> Uh, you think I'm a good person. I, you know, I, like I, I good really, intentions. Oh, I definitely have good intentions. But I think we all do. I think the road to hell mm. is paved with good intentions. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's tricky to know what, what's, you know, we all think we're good people, don't we? And uh, not to get too heavy, but like we all think we're fine. If You know, when we're mm. just poddling away in ourselves. And I guess that's the thing, interesting thing about relationships is that then you come up against that thing about yourself or the other person when you're in a relationship you know because it it you know yes it brings out the bestness but it brings out the worstness too oh yeah the jealousy yeah jesus christ i i think i think you're moving towards a, a mock mediation there before, oh yeah previously. yeah we were moving towards a mock mediation okay so oh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're yeah, trying to get us back me and hannah to... back together come on let's go oh, see. Uh, mediators mediators don't i do know that. they don't that's I know the one thing don't. we don't do yeah, yeah you like do. It's, it's it's totally about that self-empowerment piece like what mediators mm. don't do is sit there and say oh okay so i think <coughs> you know you're you're right or you're wrong or i think you should listen to did you hear what he said like we don't do that that is well, true. Well, we don't well, do I, that. well also yeah. uh, in in retrospect looking back at hannah uh, and and how we did stay together for as long as we did she was 
she was her, her natural kind of shape psychologically she's just hugely open uh she just uh, she just kind of lets people do, she does she's She's not judgmental like I am. I mean, she, I'm sure she is a bit judgmental, but well, we all she's have, just we very. All she's just she's, being aware of them. She's uh, incredibly supportive, you know. So uh, she's amazing, uh, amazing. She's, she's amazing. She's an amazing person. And maybe that's why you should be together. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but the thing is, we're more together yeah. now than we were yeah. when we were together. Yeah, Definitely, so, so, we're so more together now. In the same way you just said, we don't have to be in a relationship yeah. to have a friendship. So that's exactly. So that's a really interesting thing. So whatever it was, we don't have to spank each other to <laughs> be friends. I think I think you need a good spanking. I think that's what no, I'm you didn't. You two girls, those two girls need to be spanked. You need you girls need to. Okay, come on. Jack and Daniel, come on. But I no, it's interesting. Fuck's sake, boys. No, but it is interesting because I guess I'm. Probably a little bit like you, Hannah. I'm quite open. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yes. Psychologically, you know, yeah. people people don't upset me or, yeah. to, you know, freak I had to me learn out how to say no. You know, I had to learn. For me, it was like I'm accepting and I do things for people and they... I had to learn how to say that, no, I won't do it because they would take advantage of me. I just realized that after some time. Okay, cause you, so you're kind of too... Because I, I, don't, I don't mind, you know, people ask me for favor to do something. And I say, yeah, sure, because I presume that if I'm in need, they would repay it. And when it did you discover that this was too much? Like, how did you discover that? Oh, you know, even with David wanting me to do things and... Um, he was taking lot, advantage uh, of you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> even some friends, you know, like, even some friends that say, and it's not their fault, they're just very clever. They see that they can take an advantage. I had to Then learn. that is their fault. They actually actively can see what they're doing mm. and they're doing it anyway. Yeah, but also I, I, I don't like blaming people. I see... I. Well, it's not a blame. It's putting the responsibility yeah. for their actions back on them. Hold on. That's your... Uh, what I used to have this analogy about people making a, a big, long Subway sandwich. And my thing was, I used to call it the shit Subway. And they would construct this. They'd spend quite a while making it and then push it to you for you to eat it. You know, and I'd say, no, that's your shit subway. Yes. You eat it. But, yeah, right. Exactly. In other words, in other words, if they back. take advantage yeah, of Hannah, blame, they're, they're like, so, so, yeah. So there's uh, Hannah, can you do this and do this? And suddenly 
you're taking their shit on board. And he said, well, no, I can't or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So my responsibility. So did what I just I'm mansplain? Saying, you did just mansplain beautifully. <laughs> I just, so and that is a example of mansplaining. And I was very aware of and I'm, now I'm also mansplaining. And you were so I'm happy man, about it. Look anytime, at you. You're <laughs> happy. Like glorified. You know what I mean? I just I just, you know, we're we're in it all together, right? We're all human beings. You know, we're in the planet. You know, it's been around for billions of years. Let's have some perspective. I don't know what you're talking about. I think about. we need a mansplaining trophy that we yes, that we, yes. that we, we yeah get, maybe just give him a crystal. Yeah, yeah the crystal. <laughs> You've got the he-man power. Yeah, but you know what I want to say that it's ultimately up to me because I could have said, you know, long time before somebody. Let's say, use me. No, I'm not going to do it. It's up to me to say no, isn't it? Well, that's your responsibility. Yeah, that's mine. But the bit and where I you say it's not myself. their fault about them, actually their fault is their fault. But yeah, you're but, responsible for you. But that's not my business, they fault. Let me just you know? explain they have that to, to the men. Work themselves. <laughs> because, of course, the men listening are just hearing. <laughs> <laughs> So what? <laughs> so you have to, I have to say now, that now, look, in, a, what? in a roaring voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, the girls were just talking about, <laughs> right? They were just talking about taking responsibility for your side of the street. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, go on. Okay. <laughs> we oh, oh oh yeah we were going to talk about certain things. Um, um, oh, Jack! Uh, congratulations, Jack! Got got his uh, diploma yes, or uh, bachelor? Yes, yes with in honors. Honors in um, culinary. Uh, culinary arts. No, so- bachelor of science. Bachelor of science. That's that's amazing. Science. Congratulations! Thank you very much. Thank so we have two lettered uh, people in the family. Hannah, you've got a. I've got a master degree in uh, economics. And Jack is a has a bachelor a bachelor of science. So I really I challenge people to do better than me. You know, to like explain to you. No, to do better than me. I oh. mean, uh, to do like PhD. I would love someone to do PhD what in you mean? the family. Oh yeah. Why is it? Why is it? So does anyone know why it's called Daniel, a bachelor? No, I'm <laughs> not staring at anyone. Do you know why it's a, ba- a bachelor? I have no idea. Why is it called a bachelor? I'm, I'm going to look that up. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ. Some research. So, um, because it's because it's that's where mansplaining comes from. That everything was named after males, bachelor yeah. degrees. But as if it's, I, yeah. I didn't do any. I was just born. I didn't choose to be a man. Don't be. You know, it's not my fault. I didn't. No, but sort we of don't constru- call it a spinster of the arts, do we? Bachelor well, it would be degree. called. It would be a bachelor. Wouldn't be a would a maiden of the arts? No. No, because a bachelor is someone who never gets married, right? Yes. So a spinster is the female equivalent. You're, you're, uh, you're a spinster. I am. And, and you're, a spin, you're a spinster as well, aren't you, Hannah? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, well, is it? Does no, because you I was were married. married. Because you were married at one point. So you're not yeah. really. Fall, so, fallen woman. Fallen woman, yeah. yeah. Unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, I failed. No, there was, uh, there was other news that you were talking about. I can't remember. Um, uh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, we should read the comments from the last podcast. Oh, I'd love to hear them. Oh, you want yeah. some yeah, comments? I, I took some uh, screenshots. Oh, good. Okay, so, and they very good for you, David. Do you want to read the first one, Dave? 
He doesn't look pleased. <laughs> Too much adoration. I can't bear it. Go on. Yeah. So uh, this one from Russell Smith said uh, the last uh, the episode with Pat McDonald. He said uh, this was one of the best ones. Pat's a great guest. A lot less interruptions throughout, and everybody adding to the conversation. Deadly. What does that mean? A lot less inter. That was a dig at me, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 What 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 was he saying? Men's playing. I think <laughs> I, I think it meant just to translate for all the women listening. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, people actually got to talk, <laughs> but I, I I think I do that. I, do, I I think irrespective of men or women, I I, I do. I'm I'm just a yeah. I'm you know I do that all the time. You don't I? Yeah, yeah. You so self centered, like like I no. I think, he's, no, he's got know, his defense. Yeah. He's on the spectrum. Oh, yeah. I know. I've now, heard him say this quite a few times now. Because it sort of explains everything and gives you a, a glade to do stuff. But I, I just thought you should never. I'm sorry, boys. I said you should never have children because they are competition for you. That was the whole thing. They're competition. They but, but take I, attention. I, can I just from say, David. I have huge uh, amounts of awe and respect for socially constructed narrative uh, women. Um, you know, I think they're uh, amazing, and I do look up, and I wouldn't take them on. Um, but again, you can't. Uh, the 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 vibe at the moment is that we're all humans. We're all the same. There's no difference. So I don't, no. I'm very confused. I don't know what where to. But I must say that David do adore women. <laughs> that's I <laughs> You do, you do. Well, like I mean, that's you, clear. you know, that's you know, clear. I, look, think. You know? I think that's quite clear. You know, you're yeah. not looking down, and you're, yeah, you you think that women are as able, you know. Oh yeah, well, you well do when adore I was when I was species, yeah, when I was young, like my dad, like like you know, really hammered it into me. Respect women, you know. He's really like you have to really respect them. <laughs> so I was kind of afraid of them, really, to be quite honest. Do you know who I, I was thinking about this the other day? There was a sister Dervla when I was in primary school in, in Carysford Avenue. She scared the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> sister Dervla. And I was like seven. And this woman had the sex appeal of a, the edge of a sister, knife. Sister, meaning a nun. I'm in the middle yeah, of a bit, sorry. right, folks. And she just, it's like living with a heckler. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I what just mean? want to, it's like a nun. You give them their power. Look what they've done. Um, no, what's, what's that? She was it's, a nun. Okay. Yeah, she's a Catholic nun. So she had the headscarf, you know what I mean? And it's just like pure frustration. And, and I, I looking back now, she probably just sees the young life force, the force of nature in kids. And she wants to corral them and marshal them and whatever. But she really, she, she really scare, scared me. I don't so she's ch children are like animals, though, aren't they? I mean, you're a small child and you're picking up a, a scary vibe. Yeah. I mean, did she really want to just... <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I think back in those days, the orders, mm. uh, the brothers and the sisters of this, that and the other just ran schools, mm. whether they were equipped to or not. So there's mm. certain women that I've met in my life that I, I think it, I get very triggered by and they they uh, inhabit the role of Sister Dervla. And there are your sort of Irish weapony thin-lipped women <laughs> yeah, is Irish that what you're talking weapon. about <laughs> Irish weapony thin-lipped thin -lipped women yeah. yeah yeah I know the Irish type I mean I have it well no no they, yeah, yeah they can yeah. be like that yeah. but but yeah. no but there's just a certain but you know um, I'm a, I am a bit of a bully so if somebody stands up to me I, I, I kind of collapse a little bit so or, it doesn't matter you, man or woman or, or you don't like it or, a, huh? or you don't like it you probably have two reactions you probably go 
you're saying that one part of you kind of no, backs down? Well, or? Uh, no, uh, do you know what it is? Listen, uh, you, you can't be all things to all people. Some people just don't like you. That's that's yeah. the, that's the thing. Yeah. And, and it's quite shocking when you, you can clearly see someone doesn't like you and you haven't done it. There's no no real reason for it. They just don't like your whatever your angle, whatever the thing is. They just and did I, Sister I, Dervla like you? No, she fucking didn't. Okay. She hated my guts. I think we're getting to the root of it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um, uh, so, you know, there's just so, and, and it's men and you can you can sense it. And then, you know, you'll hear, say, oh, no, that guy really likes you. No, he fucking doesn't. Don't be gaslighting me. Clearly, that person doesn't like me. There's a sort of vibrating dismissiveness, hatred. Like, I mean, you know. But is that particularly Irish, right? No, it's particularly human, yeah. Oh, you think it's human? Mm. You don't think? Because I think in this country, we're quite repressed in general. And Mm. you were saying this, Hannah, about, like, the worker who'll say to you, oh, I love your jumper and be really like overly about your jumper. And you actually know because you're because your actual human feeling is she doesn't like my jumper or she doesn't, you know, no. at all. And, and, yet she's and gone my jumper is inside it. out and yeah. it's old and, and she hasn't worn told out. you it's inside out. And mm. so like that thing you're talking about, Dave, you know, is kind of like where we pick up this other energy of people because that's actually how we communicate. Like there are seven percent of our communication is, is verbal, mm. is like words. We totally communicate off, not just body language, but energy, like mm. we yeah. feel it. So it's yeah, just like- back back yeah. off a little bit. <laughs> Jesus love. I'm getting very energetic. Yeah. I, get, I get very energized by this. But um, yeah, so it's, it's so interesting. True. So yeah. that thing of kind of, you know, like let's say Sister Derville is ostensibly, mm. you've been told she's there to look mm. after you, but you actually feel a malevolence yes. towards you. Malevolence, yes. Mm. And, you know, this is like all over the country. Like we grow up like this sort of then le- like learning to navigate it. So that's why we talk in euphemisms and mm. don't actually say in what riddles. we mean. And yeah, yeah. We talk it. Exactly, yeah. because it's we're kind of psychologically the whole time, you know, just not not being truthful and not, and yes, not you know, hundred percent the whole time. Yeah, so I, and, and one of the said, things sorry, and wh- that you say things to please other people just say, to make you, what, what? you know, the Irish people say things to please other people. Oh yeah, desperate to be liked. To, Desperate to be just liked. to make their life yeah. easier, yeah. and but then that, you know it's not such a bad thing to be. Like, no. It's a, it's a nice quirk of our psyche that we are de- desperate for to to be like you know. It's we better than the French anyway. Oh, Jack! Actually, I should tell you. As a Francophile, I completely mm. disagree. <laughs> well, well, um, Jack, can I talk about Leo, Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely. Jack, Jesus Christ! So Jack has this mate called Leo, who's in Conlets with him, right? Yeah, he's he came over for like half a year. He's from so, he's from Brazil. I'm so. going. I'm mansplaining that. But you see what I mean? So I'm doing it too. So Jack, okay, you but, do it to everyone. So 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 um, uh, God, Leo's friend is living in Paris, and he was walking along the street. What's he doing? In, no, it doesn't matter. He was walking. He, along. he was sitting outside a, a a bar, and he was just sitting, and then the car veered off and hit him. So so then, he was sitting outside a bar, a car crashed into uh, this kid Leo crushed his legs and he had to get his right leg amputated above the knee right yeah. oh, that's really and sad. also is he broke his hip Jack uh, yeah I think he broke his pelvis as well yeah. so I mean uh, and I'm trying to think like uh, it's such a odd thing to hear like who was that person driving the car and, and you know you'd hope it was an accident yeah, no, it was, de- it was definitely an accident. Well, it might, it might not be with all the madness that's going on in Paris at the moment. Well, I, d- I don't know. Well, yeah. anyway, that's not... The the point is that this... 
Jack's friend Leo, 22 years of age, lost his right leg above his knee, and you went over to see him. Yeah, yeah, me and my me and my friend Tony, because we're we're like best mates, all of us. So yeah, we had to we had to go over and see Leo, and yeah, I mean he's in good spirits though, you know, and he's got a lot of good support. And uh, I don't know if because he's from Brazil, so if uh, anyone know remembers Alexander Pato anyone watching this he was a famous footballer you know his dad got a few footballers to give him like nice messages Aww. of support and stuff Aww. like that oh, that's very cool so and his his doctor is actually a retired a retired guy but uh his boss in the company he was working with uh knows him so uh his his doctor who's overseeing everything he's like uh the he's the doctor that consults with psg so he was looking after neymar you know okay and uh he fixed michael schumacher's leg when he broke it and like he <laughs> fixed up uh ronaldo el phenomeno the brazilian ronaldo he used to go away with the french national team for the world cups all the time so he's got literally like the best orthopedic pedigree doctor. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, how's Leo's dad? Were you talking to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leo's dad's a great, great guy, Marcelo. Um, yeah, really good, really good fella. Yeah. So they're doing the best. They're doing the best they can. And um, yeah, and and they're just waiting for him to recuperate to the to the point where he can go back to Brazil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus then, Christ. Mm. Well, I'm so, really sorry to hear that, well, your friend. And this this pod this podcast for Leo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for Leo. Yeah, and I mean, he sounds like he's got the best doctors in the world. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, they exactly, can. Exactly. Yeah, just they can reconstruct something for him. Mm. But uh, and he did, was and the and driver did, French? Was the driver French? Oh, I, mean, I, do, is, I, I, I don't know because well, you know, when I was over there, you know, you kind of just you're not even thinking too much about you know when I seen Leo, I just you know I didn't think about the driver. You're just thinking, yeah. how is he getting? And, on and did you did you think there was a bit of a vibe in Paris? No, I really like Paris. Okay. So I think it's a really nice, like I, I I like the French and they're they're cool, you know. But like, sir, there there is you know stereotypes do come from somewhere. You go over to Ireland, you know, people are so friendly and stuff. You go over to Paris, people have a bit of a superiority thing going on, like you know, they only they, rightly so. Only oh, no. if you can't speak French. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but there is French. a bit of like a you know the style. And the kind of you know no, but Parisian, yeah. uh, especially they look down at the other French as well. Yeah, but they it's it's it's, it's more like in the, than yeah, the but other. may we yeah. well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more like the city center because if you go outside the city center and you go, we went to a few spots outside the city center and people are more kind of down to earth. But yeah, but you go to like uh, Ile de Paris and. You know, you can't. It makes sense because everywhere is just so gorgeous. Like you know, you go over there and you do feel a bit kind of like, you know, like you're wearing all tweed and a tweed cap and you got brown teeth and everyone else has got like Givenchy and uh, you know just brown teeth. You've got coming. lovely teeth. What the hell? But you know what I mean because it's so I, I so beautiful. I know what you mean, there. Jack. I, I I spent last year traveling back and forth doing a mediation training in the EU. Okay, and this group was like twenty five people that they'd handpicked from across all of Europe. You know, to do mm -hmm. this particular training and course, and <laughs> there were four of us Irish on it. But when I got there, and it's inexplicable. You know, I 
don't know why you can't put your finger on it but I just thought wow we all look really misshapen and <laughs> oh, dirty yeah. next yeah, yeah. to these people yeah. <laughs> and like we were all trying our best you know I wash my hair every day and put on like nice clothes and my makeup I look like I had come out of the woods wearing a sack, dragging <laughs> yeah, yeah. bodies behind me. I just looked like a, a wild woman from the hills who had never been tamed. But we're, exo- we're exotic to them, though. You know, they'd, they'd, they'd be, they'd, I, I don't think, I, I think they all looked at us like we were extremely weird. There's, there's, there's sort of a fortless chic about French. Yeah, certain, but but they yeah. but, but I have to say they they are a bit they are quite rude. You know, I, when I went over to Paris, I have to say they're very a lot of people very rude over there, and they don't uh, like there was this there was these like this a- Asian people, uh, this older guy with an even older woman, and they were in a wheelchair. And she was in a wheelchair, and she was trying to go down to the metro, but the elevator wasn't working. They were asking us. We saw them ask like three French people. Like and the French people was like oh je sais pas they were like so bad and so so they came over to us so we ended up lifting the Good wheelchair so down, down the uh, down well the escalators done, can I just yeah. say I'm so proud of yeah. my son and I'm so proud of Tony and I I'm crying and we love people thank you Jack but yeah. then yeah, on the last great. day in the morning we me and Tony were sitting outside uh, this brasserie we're having a petit déjeuner. <laughs> and um, we're, we're just sitting there and some guy's walking by on his way to work and he just goes, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> He's just walking by, he goes, so, fuck you. But, but it, I, sorry, it's so, it's so Parisian. We have to do that. We have to do that. It's almost like he's got the black and white thing in the beret. <laughs> So what you were saying uh, is the euphemistic Irish repression is far preferable to this outward truthful aggression. Because you know it's 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 misplaced (laughs) arrogance. Because if you if you give him anything back, he just surrenders. (laughs) That's a reference to World War Two. Now, can we just say uh, I personally had a great uh, affection. I have a great affection for France because I went there when I was thirteen on an exchange. Went to a place called La Bole. And for a month, I was staying with this woman called Madame Grapotte, and I can't remember her kid's name, and we'd hang out on the beach, and it was all sunshine, and the food, the food was amazing. And mm. uh, I came back with a bit of weight on me, and I was a suntan. I looked like a, you know, like I, I left Ireland all fucking malnourished and white. And, and misshapen. You know, and misshapen. And <laughs> so I, I adore uh, people, and I love the French food is amazing. Although that whole thing where they put... A, a scarf over themselves and eat a bird it's oh nice. yeah I was trying to find I was trying to find it d- doesn't happen anymore apparently oh, what what it's called uh, Ober something uh, basically there was this In it happened in 1999 this little songbird it's a tiny little bird and it, uh, the hunting of it became illegal in 1999 but it didn't really take off so it's like a tradition when you eat it you have to put the linen hey. cloth over oh, your head that's right. yeah, and, yeah. and cover yourself yeah yeah because yeah. it's right. quite much you hide your shame from God when you're eating yes. the bird yes. that's the, po- the point of the cloth hey don't uh, don't Hannah and Bavin look like sisters a little bit a little bit yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah God I'd be dead pleased if I looked anything like Hannah if I yeah, looked yeah, anything yeah. like her I'd be very happy for her all, all, all energies <laughs> and all that stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by I the way how long how long have we been broadcasting Daniel one hour feels longer no that's a joke <laughs> i do regularly. okay can, can we just um can we just um can we just do uh open the cage do you have anything for open the cage do you okay so this part of the show baving is where daniel uh, 
talks about his obsession with Nicolas Cage and very important trivia attached to him. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah can i just say okay can i just mansplain um uh i saw renfield oh yeah have you seen it no no yeah. oh so he's so funny uh he's he's a bit ott but you know he just talks sleep. Woo-hoo! he's brilliant uh, uh nicholas cage renfield such a good film such a good film actually it's about um basically a um vampire goes into a, th- a therapy session with a mediator so it ha- it's it's very clever, uh, but but not up its arse clever. I loved it. Very good. Renfield. I'll have to see it. Oh, yeah, you will have, to, have see to see it, it. my Although, dear. Although, on, on, on behalf of mediators, I have to make the distinction. We don't, we're not yeah. therapists. We're mediators. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah. well that it's is... It's all very tricky territory mm. because yeah. that's exactly... I mean, there's all... It's a good thing to be a mediator. It's a because, great thing. Yeah. I love it. Right. Yeah. Because I, mean, I think a lot of people don't want to be in conflict. They'd rather things... Either get fight, get it over. They want it, you know. They don't like that. Well, the problem is most people spend their time avoiding a conflict they need to have, and what they're not good at is being conflict positive. Understanding that this conflict is in fact a good thing. It's an opportunity to, to grow, grow, rise to a challenge, communicate your needs and wants, hear somebody else's, figure out those emotions, have that exchange, and actually, you know, there's there's win win out of that. But mm. because people are so terrified generally of themselves of other human beings of having conflict yeah because it's been it's it's just been instilled in them since they were young that mm. you know it's not it's not good yeah i mean it isn't good to be in it all the time it's an event not a lifestyle That's so i would yes. i would say yes. to people who are conflict averse okay um, Embrace yeah, it. I, I do feel like in the Oprah Winfrey well oprah uh, when you look at conflict uh, i don't say conflict i say in an opportunity to grow. That's um, so true. No, no, but but uh, but, but it is. Exactly but my point yeah. is, pe- people who are conflict averse, right, or, or timid, or meek, and who feel their power has been taken away for years by little slights and whatever comments and whatever, be brave. Just go up to somebody, even someone who you don't know and who doesn't deserve it, and just go to them. Yeah, come here. Fuck off. You know, just to get get your no, don't do that. Okay, sorry, that was that was a, that was an attempted joke. I love the words, and I'm not obviously in the mediation room, but in my life, those two words, are my favorite two words in the English language, fuck off. <laughs> and I think if people use yeah. them sooner, earlier, yes. you know where where it what counts. they mean. I is. mean, I'm not even saying that you've to use those two particular words, but that that actual you, sentiment yeah. where it's needed. With, mm. It would save an awful lot of problems, but some people are conflict adverse and they're 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 quite happy to be aggressive and bullies. Right, they're reverse of it, so they say, "I'm not having any um, oh, negotiation yes, yes, here yes. with you." Yes, so I'm getting my so way, good. and that's also conflict. Absolutely, uh, they, f- those yeah. fuckers uh, twist your head, and they, they yeah. oh, well, you know, they're very, they're not. Uh, no, they are because they're 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 holding up a shield and they're going fuck off. Well, I'm not ref- going to talk yeah. about. They're refusing it's, to yeah, negotiate control with you freaks. or yeah. communicate yeah, yeah. with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're bullying you. And there, so there's all sorts of versions of people not being able to deal with conflict. Sorry, Daniel, you know? just two seconds. I know we. I feel we're missing a trick in these uh, mediations. Do you mostly do couples, right? I have been mostly doing couples, but I do mediate all sorts yeah. of cases. Like mediation can be used in, you know, Was politics, there... in environmental, in neighborhoods, okay. in communities. Work, work, okay, work okay, so it's yeah, used everywhere. So, yeah. so was there any big moment in any recent or previous, uh, you know, mediation whereby, like, some kind of penny dropped with you, or that, that was particularly good? 
Well, uh, I have to say it's a bit of a it's a bit of a uh, like a treasure tre- chest that way. Like like I'm being showered in gold all the time doing it. Mm. Like you have reali- realizations constantly about yourself and people mm. and the world and everything. I mean, it's it, there's no one moment, but I suppose there's always some cases you do that could be standout, you know. Um, and it's nearly always that self-reflective piece of, you know, was there something, was I being judgy? Mm. Why was I? What did I, you know, mm. and, and you have to be aware of it at the time. So you're not bringing that into the room. But I think um, some, I mean, the big thing is, is that people are people and not everything is solvable. And um, willingness, like people can bring themselves into the room. So they're ready in that they'll come into it, but they're not actually willing. And you cannot make people more aware or more willing or you know give them the ability to listen if they can't and emotional intelligence is everything i Mm. guess that's what i've really seen and that we don't concentrate on that enough for us Mm. as a species from a young age growing up like it's the number one thing the more emotionally intelligent anybody is or two people are or a group Mm. of people are in the room the better the better the outcome like the the self-awareness piece is huge Mm. So I guess mm. that's a penny drop. It's like, this is all about like how open and emotionally intelligent are most people. And mm. I guess the answer is they're capable of it. Most people are capable of it, but a lot of them yes. aren't mm. actually. So um, just, uh, just to, Jack, what were you looking at there? What's that? What were you doing there? Oh, with this? Was it, has it not been in fucking focus the whole thing, time? No, it's just recently went out of focus it can't recently go out of focus isn't what didn't it it did yeah it just was going out of focus slowly but surely (laughs) bit like myself (laughs) (laughs) it's okay david don't worry that'd be fine yeah yeah emotionally your camera was in focus all the time exactly i focus fuck you if yours was in focus you're fine exactly anyway the public don't really notice an awful lot um (laughs) okay i'm so i i feel i could really properly talk to baven for baving for a lot more i find her fascinating um even out of focus (laughs) no 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 daniel that's all you gotta do yes okay uh open the cage uh, so Nicolas Cage is the gift that keeps on giving and uh, now he's starring in a movie called uh, <clears throat> Dream Scenario Oh, uh, where he stars as a schlubby professor who never made it and becoming an overnight celebrity after appearing in everyone's dream. Oh. oh, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds, I love it. That sounds yeah. like a Spike yeah. Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it Kaufman? The, the, who wrote that? No, it's dr- written and directed by Christopher Borgley. Okay. okay. Yeah, so. It's brilliant because it, it, that sort of surreal stuff actually makes an even better point than the real thing sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's kind of, uh, I so love that. I like the premise of it. Oh, so, he's, he's, so he's having a, yeah. uh, a, a reconnaissance. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He's having a. Re- he's being recaged. Recaged, okay. yes, very good. Re-caged. He's having a renaissance. That's great. So we're looking forward to that, Daniel. Yes. yes. Have you seen Renfield? No, I, I have to see it. Yeah. What the F? I know, yeah, mm. I know. Um, Jack, uh, do we? Uh, thank you very much, by the way, for opening the cage. Uh, Jack, Conspiracy Corner. Because Hannah and Jack love their conspiracies. So do I. 
this week on Conspiracy <laughs> Corner. Uh, this is my favorite conspiracy. It's uh, the John F. Kennedy assassination. Okay. Mm. And, uh, it's the possible link of the mafia, the Definitely. Italian mafia. Yeah. So uh, A lot of promises made. Uh, John F. Kennedy's father, Joe. Joseph Kennedy, made a deal allegedly with the leader of the Chicago mob outfit. Correct. And um, basically asking him to fill the ballots. And so Chicago was a swing state between Nixon and Kennedy. And Ke- and it was looking like Nixon was going to win or something. So uh, Joe Kennedy got uh, the Chicago mob to fill the ballots. In return, John F. Kennedy would lay off organized crime. And part of the deal, I believe, was to reopen Havana as a the casino the center for casinos havana was run by uh the italian mafia um and so it's kind of linked to the <laughs> the um invasion of cuba against uh, yes and all that and it didn't work out so um allegedly john f kennedy was assassinated as retribution for not only not reopening havana but putting pressure on organized crime that's right because his brother mm. robert kennedy went really yes. tried to shut down and so i think exactly. that because i uh, i think i was doing research at the time for the savage eye and i looked into that and and also it's that kind of irish thing um you know because we're all a bit corrupt i think that's why there's not much of an outcry when corruption does happen here because we think sure listen if i was in that position i'd be doing <laughs> yeah, the same yeah, thing yeah. so uh definitely uh were they ready for an irish catholic uh president so by corruption, they got the amount of votes, but they made deals with the devil, with the mafia. And I think exactly because they reneged on all the deals yeah. that Kennedy was taken out for mm. for that reason. Could be, could be. Could, or could also be. could be, be CIA. CIA. Yeah. It's CIA. I think it's, it's kind of more likely mm. that it's the CIA, to be honest. So he, the mafia. He, re- he reached beyond what was possible. Yeah. JFK. But also, I think uh, America was very, that you could say before JFK and after JFK because it became a very cynical, it yeah. became more cynical, more hardened. It was definitely a big trauma. John, when John yeah. F. Kennedy was put into power, like he was a symbol for, you know, uh, reformation of yes. society, yeah. more mm-hmm. equality, fairness. Yes. You know, just kind of. That's right. Stuff was like wh- everything that should make sense, you know, be implemented. Yeah. And then after he died, it was just like, yeah, the, apparently the the ta- the the feelings uh, of that time was just terrible. And then right after, and that was during the Vietnam War. And initially when they had gone into the Vietnam War, which was JFK's time, just at the end, it was mm. still fine. But slowly, you know, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson after JFK. And then the Vietnam War was really the icing on the cake where the cynicism um took over the well, whole yeah you know like so you think of those big mafia bosses what was it sam g and kana yeah and, i think in uh Chicago you know, and so like so yeah yeah sure sure joe I, i'll i'll be able to do that for you but mm. let me just put you know i absolutely need a, 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 an ironclad that you will not come down on blah 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 immediately he gets elected and then they start shutting down the mafia. And then they go, that motherfucker, JFK, I'm going to get him. Well, you know, I think it's because he made the deal with Joe Kennedy. So I think Joe Kennedy, it's not, if you yeah. look it up, they'll say, uh, we don't know how he made his money really too much. But 
it's kind of makes sense he that he was he was do, a bootlegger. They do know how he made his money. Yeah, but but if you look at it up, there's they yeah. they will say that mm. there's no real evidence for bootleg that he was a bootlegger, but. Like that's that's how he yeah, had links. That's at, how he had links with the mafia. But Irish don't. But it, Irish yeah. don't think corruption is corruption. But like back then, that's just how we did <laughs> that's business. How, yeah, not just, just back then. Yeah, it's, or back it's right now. now. <laughs> it's just all these big fat fingered fucking uh, you know property developers doing their shady backroom deals, driving their dirty Mercedes. I'm not sure I'm struggling. You're not fucking struggling. You got 25 properties. That's Irish entrepreneurialism. Hold on to your house. Sell it. Run it out. Run it out. Divided into 50 fucking things to Ukrainians. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be laughing it's completely true see that's yeah. my mm. Irish defence there see I'm laughing I find that funny but, but, but anyway tragic. that was a nice yeah. bit of conspiracy Jack um, can that, I say that's a creme de la creme of conspiracy yeah, yeah. JFK yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fact, I think that's what about Murder Monroe that's, that's another well, well I mean you can, pull, you can Murder pull Monroe. pretty much you can put, pretty much pull yeah. the whole first half of the 20th century into JFK yeah I mean that's but it's really, really interesting because there's so many possibilities, like there's so yeah. many theories and they do all sort of connect. Oh, yeah. I think, though, the, the most interesting part is the effect it had on society. You know, it's almost like it's uh, still a trauma. It's almost like a sarcasm started from there or something. You know what I mean? Like that. Well, I think dis- that disillusionment. Si- yeah, disillusionment. Exactly. Exactly. In, I, yeah. think. I think the term conspiracy theory actually happened as a result of it. Yeah. Around that time. Because yeah. you think what yeah. conspiracy means, a conspiracy is. Uh, you know conspiring you're conspiring a conspiracy of crows yeah. is it a conspiracy of crows it is a murder of crows a, no, murder, of it's crows. a murder of crows it's a conspiracy I know, no it's a hassle of scumbags we say we can say yes, so. I'm oh, going to have to cut that one out yeah uh, okay no, so it's a conspiracy of crows no a murder of crows a murder of crows a conspiracy of women Yes. <laughs> no, and that's a coven. A coven of women, <laughs> and um, a, uh, a a a a has- no a, tra- a trauma of scumbags. Yeah. No, no. What did you say? A hassle. A hassle. A hassle yeah. A hassle. Because there is that inner city vibe where the resting emotion is indignation. Everything is a pro- you know, and like to to you and me, just walking across the road, fine. But to, oh, you know what I mean? It's all like, excuse me. All the time they're but defending. But that is actually trauma. Yeah, that is trauma. Mm. Yeah. You see, your frontal lobes are just absolutely yeah. like a pinball machine. Yeah. They're wired. You're on high alert. Yeah, high alert. Everything. That's right. And so nothing. So because they had to be. Crossing the road is yeah. a red danger. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, you know, it's because all you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, can I say, Bavine Byrne, you're one of my favourite guests. Oh, thank yes. you. And I'm really glad that you agreed to be on the podcast. Hannah, wasn't she? Uh, she yeah, was brilliant. Amazing. So, so you're such a nice person. You're so lovely. Oh, thank you. And uh, again, re- I'm really not very nice or lovely, but we'll, the, yes, the, you've the, seen, the viewers will discover this. Yes. But um, no, really, I, I, I love talking to you uh, and, and listening to to your experiences um, and I hope you'll be on the podcast again I would love to come yeah, back I, I hope d- you'll definitely. ask me because yeah, yeah. I want to add to that JFK conspiracy because weirdly enough that you brought it up as your conspiracy for today's conspiracy corner I was just reading about JFK Jr's plane going down and how they think he was murdered they think that was mm. absolutely done to him yeah, so young, young, that's a good one we'll, we'll jo- jo- next time jo- I'm on John FK yeah, jot that down what was, it, what was his name he, he was he was John Junior. John Junior. So John, he was yeah. the little kid that was uh, saluting when his dad mm, when was he was three years old. Jesus yeah. Christ! That was his third birthday. Actually, that oh. was on his birthday. Jesus and Lord. isn't Robert F. Kennedy Junior. 
uh, Robert what, Kennedy's. Yeah, yes, Robert Kennedy wanting to be a uh, president. Yes, he's running. The run. he's, oh, he's, is he he's, running? He is. He's running. He's yeah. trying to get the nomination, but they might put him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah don't start next to him. Is he? Is he? He's a Republican, isn't he? He. Uh, Technically, um, no, I don't think he is. I think, I think he's he running, would be I independent. Think I think he's kind of independent, but I think he possibly would end up on the Democrat ticket if they can't get anyone else. Because who are they going to run? Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, American primaries uh, coming up. Now we're going over to Utah, and we're talking to Bob Costas. Bob, what have you got to say? Well, something, something, something in my head doesn't move, and I just talk like that, and I've got perfectly straight teeth. Back to you in the studio. Uh, thank you so much, Bavin. One of thank my you. favorite guests. Thank Brilliant. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah. Music, Jack. Fuck me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was just giving it a round of applause. It's unbelievable, you know? mate. I'm so sorry, everybody. We're going to have, we're going to replace Jack. Don't cut his wings. Take your baby by the hand I make it do a high Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.